Welcome to the What If Podcast with your hosts, Spencer Webb Davis and Ryan Copperud. This is the What If Podcast with Spencer Webb Davis and Dan Whalen. What's up, bud? No, I am Ryan Copperud. Oh. Yeah, I'm real tall. I don't watch movies and I don't buy plane tickets because I don't like having fun. Yeah, people who don't like fun aren't welcome on this podcast anymore. So Ryan has been replaced. Nice. Bullshit, I'm in here. <laughs> How'd you get in here? We locked the door. Bullshit, I'm in here. Heck, S- screw you guys. I'm going home. No, you're coming with us. I'm coming with. Holy peer pressure, Dude. Batman. Everybody in the Facebook group. We out of here. Everybody in We're the. We're all going to Denver. On, my, on our here. Facebook page. Twitter. I still haven't seen the receipt, by the way. You might be bamboozling us. Yeah, can we us. see that? You got it? I'm fucking seriously going to do it because do you, you guys know, are like, such giant buttholes. Do you want to know like what kind of level this was going to go to if you like, sure. didn't stop fucking around? Sure. I like that you guys so, were like, planning escalations of well, the peer pressure. Yeah, well, because, step like, one was we were just going to bring a cardboard cutout of Sasquatch with your face on it instead of you. Mm. That was step one. There was also talk of finding like some sort of like um, inexpensive alien figurines and placing them on your front yard oh wow the night. Yeah. oh wow yeah. I, was, I was actually <laughs> oh, at dan's wow. house wearing like a full dan and ryan live a few blocks from each other i was at dan's house wearing a full like hazmat suit the other night because mm-hmm. we were building some shit and you're like should i go look in ryan's should I windows go haunt right ryan now? real quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> damn that shit got real serious we just want you to come with and have fun didn't somebody also offer to s- send me a pair of socks didn't that happen on oh, yeah. social we, media? We have, to, we have to go to the post office together to register or get the keys to our P.O. box. You guys were getting a P.O. box because enough of you have offered to send us stuff that we figured we should have a place to do that. And I already paid for it. We just got to go get the keys. So. All right. Well, as soon as you have the keys, we'll read you no, guys. Our... You and I have to go together to get the keys. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. All and right. I'm telling everybody that as soon as we get those keys, we'll read out an address for them to send us socks to to bait me into going to socks, Colorado. Uh, whiskey. Liquor. Uh, shirts. Books, weed coupons shirts. for Colorado. <laughs> yeah, right. Somebody, somebody is sending us. There you go, oh. There you go, B-Holes. Oh, shit. There you go. It's real. Oh, shit. Uh, someone sending us what? Isn't Say somebody sending what? us a copy of uh, The Vertical Plane? Uh, no, someone is not sending us a copy of The Vertical Plane. You- I, I have The Vertical Plane in my backpack oh, right now. Fuck. Shout out to my cousin Micah, who is uh, it was now a UK resident. Uh, uh the the big cousin came through he was like hey i was listening through the backlog and i heard you guys need somebody from the uk to go on like the uk amazon and buy the one copy of this book and uh i was like yeah if you want do it well they they did a reprint but it was only in the uk right couldn't get it to the u.s and there weren't even places that would ship it to the u.s for some reason yeah for sure and then i was like yeah i mean if you can get it and he was like cool i'll do my best uh, he's like, I got you. And I kind of forgot about it, to be honest. And then two, three weeks later, I just pulled a UK package out of my mailbox. And I was like, what up, Micah? The vertical so plane you, is, Micah. uh, the, the episode we did with Sims maybe a couple months ago about the time anomalies and the guy who was communicating with somebody from the 1500s oh, yeah, via yep. the computer that he borrowed from his, his work. Yep. The book yeah. that that is all from is the vertical plane. Whoa. That we now have a copy of, apparently. Okay. Original copy. <laughs> so uh, we're going to like take turns reading aloud like when we're <laughs> on our trip. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just yes. pass that around the fire. Yeah, Fuck. there you go. Yeah, story or, time. So, like, or I, is, that how we, is that how we do the road trip? Like, well, like audio book, but it's no, our... Bro, you bought, a, you bought a flight. We're not driving. No, but we got to drive like an hour into the mountains. No, so. no, no, because we're... Well, I, okay, yeah, the first time, I guess. Yeah. I like this plan that we stay in the mountains with Sam Squanch and the cougars and stuff. You guys, we're gonna we're gonna record episodes on a deck in the middle of the woods, and we're gonna tell you guys whether or not we see a Sam Squanch. <laughs> I feel like it would be awesome if we saw some shit, but probably pretty scary too. Yeah, yeah. Dan, you I mean, saw some shit recently. Do you want to share uh, it with the class? Damn it! Yes, I do. No, okay. I don't. Maybe both. Um, I don't really know what happened. I stayed in this really old but newly reopened hotel downtown Minneapolis. Okay. It was uh, pretty cool. Had like a nice hot tub and stuff on the roof, so I chilled up there for a while. How long ago was this? Mm, two weekends ago. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> went back to my room, fell asleep kind of early, woke up to like a giant like cracking noise and was kind of like, what the fuck, and just went back to sleep. 
Woke up again, maybe a couple hours later, same noise. And then there was a light like flickering, like all the lights had been off for like hours, you know. And like this, one of the actual uh, lamps in your room was flickering? It was like, um, like, like an, an overhead, like an overhead light. Okay. Um, but it had been shut off for hours. Like I watched some TV while I was falling asleep and kind of woke up and shut it off. Yep. You know, so there's no light, lights flickering. Then I'm like, kind of like, what the fuck again? And I feel like I fell back asleep, but I also feel like I was awake when this other shit happened. But basically I saw what looked like a person walking from like the wall towards like the door where you would leave the room. So from like basically one side of this big ass hotel to the other and just like slowly walking across the room. What'd they and look like? <clears throat> short and... Wait, how short? Like gray alien short? Oh God. <laughs> like three I mean, feet tall? Ghost aliens. I would, say, I would say like the middle fours to the low five. Okay. For feet tall. Okay. okay. Yeah. So not a Sam Squanch, not a gray. <laughs> Probably not. So um, like a middle school. But I also, like, um, I was staying there with someone else, wow. and, like, apparently when I when I saw this shit, I was like, whoa, 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 like, super fucking loud, and they were, like, shaking me, like, dude, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't know. I just saw this shit. Did you see this shit? What was, what was the ghost wearing? This same hoodie that I have on. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Another one of that hoodie or that exact well, yeah. one? Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. a different one. Okay. I haven't, I've actually haven't had possession of this hoodie for about three weeks. Because a ghost was wearing it around? No, because somebody else had it. But, you know, Sims, your, you know your sweatshirts are haunted, bro. Stop selling haunted is, merch. Is the person who had your hoodie, were they with you at this hotel? They were, but my hoodie was not. Mm. Like, that wasn't there either. Mm. Okay. I don't know, man. You sure that this person didn't have your hoodie on their possession and you I didn't know about it? And they I, weren't just walking across your room in the middle of the night? Very sure because they woke me up or like shook me from whatever state I was in, whether I was asleep or whatever the fuck. Out. And they were like, hey, uh, you're yelling? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, not, also, and also said person is not in that height range. Got so it. it's not like I just like woke up to them like walking through the room or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So huh. I woke up the other night because my wife was yelling about something in her sleep. Yeah, nice. Which happens sometimes. And then didn't you tell a story of like one of the first times you ever spent the night together? Didn't she have a screaming fit or something yep, like that? Yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't Good know, on you for making like, it ten years. Yeah, I was gonna say this was like ten years ago <laughs> now, but I stayed over at her place and like pretty. She had fallen asleep and I hadn't yet. And about maybe 10 minutes after she fell asleep, she just sat straight up and was just, like, all out screaming. Oh. And. Nope. <laughs> like, demon possessed, I'm currently being abducted by aliens type screaming. And Wait, I, was, I looked over to be like, uh, you being stabbed? Is there a beam coming down from above? Yeah. And then she just, like, <laughs> laid back down and went back to sleep. And doesn't remember any of it. That's the worst part. Is she never remembers any of this stuff. So the other night, I wake up because she's next to me yelling, No, no, no. Oh, God. And I was like, uh, Oh, God. Par pardon? And Excuse like, kind of shook her to Give her the poke. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And she woke up and was convinced that there was a deer in our room. Whoa. Like That's the animal. Weird. And I was like, Nah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't see any, any mammals running around. <laughs> Nope. I'm not, yeah, I'm not and, aware of any and then went back wilderness to sleep, animals. And then, like, the next morning doesn't recall anything about any of it. Oh, like, has no memory of telling nope. you she thought there was a deer in your house? Nope. Whole mm. whole event just gone. But you remembered yours, Dan. Yeah. Like, vividly. <clears throat> yeah, I remember it, and I've never really had something like that happen, where it was, like, questionable whether I was awake or not. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what that was, but that was fucking weird. And I got like <laughs> no sleep on a night that I was supposed to just be like kicking it and relaxing. And then yeah. I'd like work early the next day. Yeah. So. Goddamn ghosts. Yeah, so, I don't know. I've definitely had some, some other weird shit. I think I've talked about it on this uh, podcast before. Just some other random weird ghost shit throughout life. Yeah. But like that was fucking gnarly, man. That <laughs> so, sounds pretty gnarly. <laughs> we've never really dove into the whole ghost topic on the show. 
but uh, d- it's to speak, come up but... to speak directly to one of our listeners for a moment. Emmy, let us come hang out at your haunted mansion. Yeah, uh, there's uh, a, there's an allegedly haunted house in Minneapolis that we may have uh, access to. And I'm being peer pressured into yes, another adventure, over, which is yeah, haunted I know, house. dude. Can, I just watched... can we get like a quartet of violins on the sample pad for this guy? Now? <laughs> <laughs> Very small ones. <laughs> I thought, Dan, I thought you were rolling your eyes at the concept of spending the night in a in a haunted house. Oh, hell yeah, let's go. I'll Are do you it. really down? Yeah, see, I just... mean, it's going to be scary. Like, yeah, I don't know. Dude. Have you ever experienced some shit like that? No. And okay, I'm, well, like, it's not super into it. That's the problem. Good, perfect. You shouldn't be because it's going to be <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> the, uh, this listener of ours tweeted at us, or I guess somebody referred their thread to us, uh, but it's like, it's a lot. Yeah, I'll say yeah, it's a lot, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't sound Let's super cool. go have cool. a sleepover, guys. Uh, speaking of dreams and our listeners, we do have one more <laughs> shout-out that we need to talk about uh, before we get rolling with things. Uh, if there's ever been a better endorsement to join the What If Podcast group, I don't know what it is. Uh, but one of our listeners, Emma, posted a story, and I think the best way for me to tell the story is just to read her version of the story. It's relatively short. Um, but this was far too fantastic and amazing to not actually read uh, really quick. So you guys have heard us refer to ourselves as the sweary boys in the past, uh, largely because a listener deemed us such and we embraced it. Emma, actually, her child that for some reason she allowed to listen to the podcast named us that. She said only specific oh. episodes. Yep. <laughs> And then we're going to judge you for swearing. Uh-huh. Okay. See how it is. No, no, it wasn't a judgment at all. She said she was like, uh, she was like only on spe- specific episodes as a kid get to do it. And that was the, I think she said the request comes in. Can we listen to the sweary boys? Which actually kind of warms my heart in a weird way. It's a little heartwarming. I'll give it that. So Emma told us this fantastic story and it was too good to not uh, to not share fully into the listenership. The Sweary Boys made a cameo in my dream slash nightmare last night because of the most recent episode and I'm going to share it with you all because frankly I'm traumatized. Also, sorry in advance for a long ass post. So I'll set the scene. Last night I'm falling asleep to the podcast Sleep With Me like I usually do. Only this night I start towards the end of an episode because I thought I'd just finish it up before moving on to the next one. Anyways, I get to the end of the episode, still awake, and Overcast just moves on to the next podcast I was in the middle of. What if your pasta was creepy? I listened to the rest of that and then passed the fuck out. From there, it went quickly downhill. So we told the Dear David story and a bunch of other stories on the Creepypasta episode from last week. She says, so here I am sleeping, minding my own damn business when I start having a nightmare featuring featuring none other than Spencer Worth Davis and Ryan Copperud. I'm in a room of a creepy old house, and there Ryan is, sitting in a rocking chair on the other end of this nightmare room, only it's Ryan with his fucking head halfway smashed in, a.k.a. he is dear David. His head fell off. (laughs) Dream Me only knows that it's Ryan from What If, because he's sitting there rocking back and forth, yelling, we grown now! Shout out to Shmuel. <laughs> it's funny, funny now, but it came with full unblinking crazy eyes in the dream and was fucking terrifying. Hold on to your laptops because this is where it gets even fucking weirder. Ryan is holding in his lap a small baby that has Spencer's full ass grown man head on it. So tiny baby with huge head being held by a large screaming ghost man on a fucking creepy Rocky chair. At this point... Uh, at this point, Nightmare Me is like, bye, and I try to escape the nightmare room through the open window, which is like halfway between me and the dream podcast host from hell. I make a run for it, almost getting out of there before Ryan stands up and starts swinging the Spencer baby around by the feet so his huge adult head is like a fucking bowling ball of death. He's also yelling, we grow now, more and more angrily, so I backtrack out of there, fall through a door frame, which leads to Peru, question mark and my nightmare continues on to other things that I'll leave my therapist to deal with instead of strangers on the internet anyways that was weird as hell what if appearance in my that was a weird as hell what if appearance in my dream last night I hope y'all get a kick out of it and or also get weird what if nightmares because of this you're welcome is that our next sorry is that our next t-shirt is me swinging you around in baby form (laughs) 
<laughs> with me yelling, just, we grown now, we even grown though I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> My head's big. I'm grown now. <laughs> fuck with me. Close enough. <laughs> oh, fuck. Emma, that brought me a lot of joy. So thanks for letting us read it on the show. I wonder if Sam knows how often we reference that on the show. We grown now? Yeah. I don't know. Do you know, this? were you there that night in Bemidji? We say Sam, it probably once a week. When Sam was walking around downtown Bemidji yelling, fuck with me, we grown now, <laughs> just at anybody he saw. I don't remember it specifically, but that's so like standard schmooly behavior that it yeah. wouldn't really stick out to yeah. me. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I've been friends with him since I was in the seventh grade. So, yeah, sure. okay. so really it wouldn't be particularly memorable if he was running around a city yelling, fuck with me, I'm grown now. No. <laughs> He's, as a grown-ass adult, for whatever that's right. Been. I don't know. He said some pretty funny stuff. Probably won't bring it up right now. Fair. All right. <laughs> um, one thing, uh, so we're talking about Nessie today, by the way. Yeah, we know we're, we know we're doing some updates. We do have a topic. Uh, we do have a topic. But one before we get into Nessie, the one thing that I wanted to say is uh, send us an email at hi at whatifpodcast.com because Spencer and Dan and I are going to the Mile High Mysteries Conference. And if you guys want us to do anything specifically or talk to anyone specifically or, like, try some shit, you should let us know. Send us a message, and uh, we'll we'll see if we can get it in the queue of Sam Squanch hunting. Or if you really want to have some fun, like, meet us out there. Right. Yeah. So, people, I don't think it's going to sell out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know, Spencer. I don't think Sally Bush Community Building is big enough for— it's true. Uh, the cap might be, like, 30. The cab might be 30. Dan, have you seen where this event is? Have you seen what you've gotten yourself into, Dan? <laughs> no, mm. but I know it's mm. not. Mm. Hold on. I can't even make that out. What yeah. the fuck is it, going it on in that like picture? It looks like a one-room schoolhouse. It, it's, like a, it's like a long one-room log cabin house. It's like a really center. shitty picture, dude. <laughs> Did you find that just I, to present this? Oh, oh no, I'm it's sorry. On their, it's on their website. This is on their own the website photo gallery as sorry. evidence of what it is. Sorry, guys. I Are you mean. apologizing to me or Sally Bush? Not you. Apologize to <laughs> Sally right now. How dare you? Sorry, Sally. Uh, anyway. You want to talk about Lake Monsters? Yeah, should we like take the podcast a podcast is over? Should we take a quick no, break? And, we haven't like, even done anything yet. How well, are we going to take a break? We to, haven't worked. I mean to True. like reset before we have a complete topic shift. No, but we we're can also about, just have a complete topic shift. We're talking about Lake shift. Monsters. Let's go. One one Lake Monster specifically. Well, unless you have multiple. <laughs> I got some weird shit. Uh, <laughs> of course you do. Spencer uh, Spencer specializes in the weird shit. It's It just seemed weird to me that we had gotten like a year plus into doing this podcast and never talked about Loch, the Loch Ness Monster. I mean... I don't disagree with that. We we've done well. We haven't done. Oh yeah, we did do a a full on Bigfoot episode. Yeah, Dan was here for it. Yeah. Dan was here for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it. I mean, obviously, it falls into the category of cryptozoology, yes. which I finally use properly now after not having fully understood that word for a really long time. Proud of you, bud. Just Thanks. in time for the Mile Thanks. High Mysteries Conference. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll say it that awkwardly to everyone I encounter too. Cryptozoology. Let's make some flashcards. <laughs> <laughs> this person, their face, their name. Yeah. Um. So the Loch Ness monster uh, is in Scottish folklore an aquatic being, which supposedly lives in. Loch Ness. So lake is just lock. Lake. Yes. Loch, big lake. Brian and, is an expert on all things Scottish. I'm gonna eat ya! Northern Scotland. Loch Ness. Yep. It's a lake. What? <laughs> yep. You were looking at me like you were about to say something and no, I didn't I know just, if you I were... I didn't want to interrupt. I was, I was trying to give you space, bro. I don't... I mean, I don't really need space. Okay. Help, help a brother out, man. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, uh, okay. The, the first thing that, that stuck out to me is that there are stories about Nessie going back to the year 565. So, for sure, was the first thing I thought too, because actually, we'll get to it later. But uh, the surgeon's photograph is, in my in my estimation, the most popular. That's yeah, that's the most famous one. If you Google Loch Ness monster, that's the photo that Google shows you. Yeah, um, but I didn't like. Stupidly acknowledged, stupidly thought that that was like the first documentation of it's this. one of the first photographs, yes. But I thought it was like the first documentation of this phenomenon happening. 
um, which still would have been a long time ago. I mean, the, the, this specific photograph, the one you're probably thinking of, if you've seen a photograph of Loch Ness, the Loch Ness monster, uh, from 1934, it's far and away the most popular one, but I thought it was the one that started the trend. Yeah. And this, I mean, the story from 565 is a little, well, it's a 1500 year old story, so it's not yes. super specific and right. maybe, uh, maybe could be referring to something else and it's just being attributed later to, to the same phenomenon. Yeah. But the whole concept of like ocean monsters and lake monsters probably goes back a long ass time. Oh yeah. I mean, as far back as like giant squids and kragens and shit. Right. We're going to be afraid of big things that live in the ocean or lakes. Right. The 565 story also has kind of a religious bent to it. Basically a bunch of guys were in a boat and a water beast attacked one of their buddies. They call it water beast. I don't fucking water beasts. I'm fucking water beast. Get out of our lakes. Um, and uh, basically, they try to save their buddy, and the water beast starts coming after more people, and they have a bit of a sign of the cross. Go no further. God, the power of God compels you. And then the water beast goes yes. away. So That ties in really nicely, actually, to some of the, the stories I'm going to get into later. About God and the Loch Ness Monster? Yeah. yeah. Is, is Nessie God? No. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the modern version of it really picked up in the thirties when people started photographing stuff that may or may not have been lake monsters. Yes. Or logs or turtles or faked photographs. Faked photographs, which we now know, well, should we go through more sightings first or should we get all the way? You, you go ahead. All right. So <clears throat> George Spicer in 1933, uh, him and his wife said, and this is a quote, they saw a most extraordinary form of an animal cross the road in the front of their car, which is a road that actually went, goes around Loch Ness. And it's a big ass lake. It's a big ass lake. 20 some miles long. It's a big ass lake. I was, I was out there. We didn't actually go to Loch Ness, but like a lot of those lakes are super big up in the Scottish Highlands and super deep. Like I think it's some of the deepest parts. It's like a couple hundred, few hundred feet deep. Seven something. Seven? Is it that? It's 700 something, yeah. Okay. At its deepest point, it's 700 feet deep. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, But they said they saw this animal outside of the lake in crossing the road. That's not a lake monster then, guys. Well, it's a it's, road monster. It's <laughs> <laughs> Or an outside monster. Is a road monster scarier? I feel like a road monster is in some ways scarier because it's like, like you know. Like the skinwalker things that just run next to your car? Yeah. Yeah, that's way worse. Yeah. Uh, the homie Sam pointed out, by the way, you know, the we were talking about the footballs that f that fly alongside of people's cars. Yeah. Sam was like, their version of a football is round, dude. That's just orbs, right? And I was like, oh, right. I was thinking about American footballs because I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, because those were English Because they were all or English or Scottish or Welsh or, yeah. Yeah, sure. Orbs. Orbs. Um... They describe this most extraordinary form of animal as, uh, this is, like I said, in 1933, uh, as being a four-foot-high, 25-foot-long animal with a wavy neck, thicker than an elephant's trunk, and as long as the 12-foot width of the road. So big, Wait, long neck. What? The neck was 10 to 12 feet, uh, the length of the road. Or width of the road, I guess. Its neck was 12 feet across? That's what they said. But it was four feet tall? Four feet tall and 25 feet long. I don't know if the 20 foot five long estimate includes the neck or not. I'm really confused. So it's like a flattened tube? It's like a really short dinosaur. Or a, kind of. Or a really <laughs> fat snake? I can't even picture what I think you very, just described. I think a very fat snake sounds kind of about right. It says they saw no limbs. So they didn't have... So they saw a snake. I mean, that would be a gigantic fucking snake, but sure. Going back to Dan's point about the road monster, how did they conclude that it was a lake monster? <laughs> uh, because it basically crossed through the road down towards the lake. So Oh, they saw it go into the lake. Yes. God, that makes way more sense. But it crossed the lake going So we have an amphibious monster of sorts. Yes. Little in, little out. 
Sometimes sunbathe, sometimes deep dive. What in the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about the Loch Ness Monster, dude. <laughs> I thought I was the one who got really high before this shit. <laughs> keep up, bro. Hey, keep up, man. I'm just drinking Sapporo over here. That's all. Um, yeah, that LaCroix got you fucked up, Dan. Turn up. <laughs> turn, turn up for LaCroix. Still looking for that sponsorship for LaCroix. All right. Well, I got some really wild shit. You guys know what Loch Ness is monster is all about right <laughs> can we get to the weird shit yeah yeah basically uh I'll, I'll just say this the surgeon's photograph that everyone's familiar with that we were talking about was confirmed as a hoax later on Heck. uh yeah i know Heck indeed um who's faking photographs in the 30s that's ambitious it is ambitious it was thought to be a model toy because actually if you look at the photo Fucking billy meyer of the lake monsters out here <laughs> right <laughs> if you look at the photo you can actually see that uh like the size of the waves that are around the Loch Ness monster's head are actually super like close in size to the thing itself. And it's a still lake. There's no ocean current. So the waves don't get that big on Loch Ness. So there's no way that like the wave forms would actually be, uh, you know, uh, size wise, like a good comparison for a big ass lake monster. Does that make sense? Nope. But I, I, I'll go with it. Okay. It didn't displace enough water. The, Is that the, what you're saying? In the image, the size of the waves relative to the actual like head coming out of the water, there's they were able to suss out that the size of the actual head coming out of the water was only like two feet oh, tall. Oh, it's too little. Yeah. It's a little tiny mm. guy, a little tiny kid's toy on a fucking a little, boat. little baby monster. Yes. And they think it's like me in that, in that, in that fucking story. nightmare. <laughs> that is a nightmare. They think that the guy a couple of people went on two boats and somebody towed the little fucking thing along. Uh, they think it was a reaction to some of the 30s uh, George Spicer sighting in 93, the Hugh Gray sighting in uh, 93 as well. Um, and then they just towed it, took a photo, and said, look what we found. It's a Dicks. it's a plesiosaur in the lake bottom. Oh, yeah, that's one, that's a good theory. It's a, it's a dinosaur that moved into a lake. The theory is that at one point Loch Ness was actually connected to the ocean and that a sea, dinosaur got stuck. A seafaring dinosaur made its way inland. It's got to be a bunch of them then, though, right? Wait. I still want to know why you were, like, right by there and didn't go there. Uh, <laughs> can true. I get an air horn? Uh, can I get an air horn? <laughs> yeah. yeah no, Requesting? Oh, Jesus Wow, Christ. that's real loud in the wow. headphones. Yeah. Well, you, wow. you asked for it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you wanted this. Well, let's, um, let's get to these interesting, juicy stories, man. Oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> speaking of uh, going places in the UK, I got a, a big-ass canvas print of a, a photo of Stonehenge that I took for the studio. It should be arriving soon. Ooh, Whoa. Cool. It's got any ideas for where to put that in here? Cool. Can we hang it on that? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Ryan pointed at one of our absorbers. Yeah, we have, we, have a, we have a handful of big absorbers in the room. Yeah, we could probably hang it on we there. We could also maybe find something a little different to do with yeah. our giant star tarp I got, that Yeah, we I have. gotta rearrange some shit in here. We should take we should take a we photo. We have a light now though, huh? We do uh, have a light. Yeah. Spencer Spencer had exposed wires hanging out of the ceiling for uh I don't know, a few months. Don't worry here. about it. We grown now. We got we, we got ceiling now. lights. <laughs> we, I All said right. shout out to Crate and Barrel earlier, but he was like, no, nah, I'm not Crate and Barrel. I'm not that rich, bro. <laughs> I might have a lot of shoes, but I still shop at Home Depot. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I went to Home Depot the other day when we were building the stuff for my studio, and I was looking for these hooks to like hang some of the panels up. Yep. I go up to one of the employees. I was like, hey, dude, do you have these kind of hooks? He's like, have you tried a hardware store? And I just kind of <laughs> looked at him and left. <laughs> totally unrelated to any of this, but I was really just like, what? Someone who worked at Home Depot told you to go to a hardware store? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand the concept. That's what I'm We're, saying. I just like shook my head and walked away. Did you not know where he was? Right. Sir, are you okay? It's just a random guy wearing an orange shirt. He didn't even work there. Or it's a guy who has two jobs and like kind of forgot for a moment which one he was at. He also works at Little Caesars and just yeah. got confused by the orange shirt. Yep, for sure. <laughs> Bro, you, I don't know. I just make pizza. I don't know how to hang stuff. He thought he was at Sam's Club, but turned out he was at a Home Depot. Something. Have you tried a hardware store? Yeah. I thought I had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess not. Are you not? You guys know who Aleister Crowley is? Yes. Yeah, but why do I know that name? So no. <laughs> no, I mean I know that name, but I don't know like I can't I can't give you his bio. Oh, okay. Uh he he was 
a wizard, basically. He he studied all kinds of weird magic and uh mm, yeah. He he was like a, a famous weirdo occult magician sex magic guy. Was he who wrote of, some books about it? Was he trying to uh was he trying to turn stuff into gold? What's the, what are the people that try to figure out the chemical process to turn things into gold? Alchemists? Was he was he an alchemist? I don't think he was into alchemy. No, All right. he didn't care about the gold. All right, carry on. <laughs> He had other shit to do. Okay. So, uh, we do. It's not super relevant what else Aleister Crowley did, but and he did a lot of weird shit that could be another whole episode at some point. But he, at one point, owned a home on the shores of Loch Ness. Nice. And it's still there, although it kind of burned down a couple of years ago. But it's called the Bolskin House, and it's a house that has, well, it was built in 1760, and the property has been occupied since at least the 1300s. And whoa, what? <laughs> there's everything over in the UK is really old. It's adorable. <laughs> also, that uh, I'm amazed that we've gotten 30 minutes into an episode and you have not done any Scottish accents. By the way, you tried. I did. A, and then we just looked. I did. A, a really half-assed eat. fat bastard I and did. like ruined the show for a good 30 seconds. <laughs> Just we all had to recover unsubscribe. from that. We all, yeah. I unsubscribe. We all had to go think about some things. Anyway, in the 1300s, uh, there was or there was built a cemetery on this property. So there are also dead people that were buried in the 1300s, and there are stories from the 1500s about people having to take zombies and put them back into their graves at this site. So it's always had some weird shit associated Whoa. with it. Oh. And then in the 1700s... Hey, man, why are you walking around? Right. In the 1700s, somebody decided to build a house near the zombie cemetery mm. and the haunted Smart. lake. Smart. Mm -hmm. mm. And in 1899, Aleister Crowley bought it because he thought it was a great location to perform a six-month-long ritual in which he would summon his guardian angel. Oh. So there were lots of specific requirements for this six-month-long ritual in terms of location near a body of water and having doors facing certain directions and it being isolated from other things. And so he decided that this was the perfect spot. Did he invent this ritual or was this like something he opened a book to and was like, nice, got to try this? Uh, somewhere in between. I don't think he made it up, but I also think it was uh, not like totally arbitrary. Is Nessie his guardian angel? Is that where we're going? We're getting there. <laughs> so he starts nice. this six-month-long ritual, and part of the ritual is that you have to summon a bunch of demons. Oh! <laughs> so that you can uh, you can remove all of their negative influences from your life. So they're, oh. they're the t 12 kings and dukes of hell, specifically, are the demons you need to summon. Oh, boy. And you have to summon them just to tell them to fuck off and leave you alone. Got it. Because before your guardian angel can appear, they need to know that you're free of any uh, demon activity. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So he summons. Sounds like a dangerous ploy. So he spends the first few months summoning these 12 demons. However, in this process, he gets, uh, he gets summoned to Paris for some sort of super secret wizard meeting. Uh, yes, Ryan? No, carry on. <laughs> okay. Carry on. You were mid-sentence, carry on. So he, he leaves to go to Paris to attend this this secret wizard meeting, and he forgets to close the, the demon portal. And he never finishes the, the, the six-month guardian angel. You lock the door, you turn off the stove, and you close the goddamn demon portal, Alistair. Well, uh, you make a, a very good point without knowing it. The house burned down in 2015, likely because of a gas leak in the kitchen. <laughs> Christ, Christ. <laughs> or demons, it's unclear. But the demons caused the gas leak. So according to legend, quote unquote, he never sent the demons back to hell, and they now inhabit the area around Loch Ness, leading to mm. all sorts of odd paranormal activity, including lake monsters, UFOs, men in black, and other uh, spectral entities. I now see the connection with the original story having a religious bent to the uh, the using of a god to push away the well, 
lake monster. It gets better because in the uh, in the 1970s, a man named Donald Oman decided that the best way to address the issue of Nessie was to exercise the lake because it was inhabited by demons. Oh. The lake was possessed because of the stuff that Aleister Crowley had done. Sh- sure. And so the only way to solve the problem of, of Nessie was to perform an exorcism on and around the lake. I didn't know a lake could be possessed by a demon. Well, you're not out here reading bullshit books like I am. <laughs> <laughs> and in 1973, Don, Donnie, his name is so close to Donnie Osmond that I almost call him that every time. It's Donald Omond. Maybe we should. It was not Donnie Osmond, though. But it seems like it'd be a lot funnier to envision Donnie Osmond <laughs> exercising that, a lake. If that works for you, you can do that. <laughs> I'm doing it. That's where I'm going. He he came to the conclusion that the Loch Ness Monster was like a, he called it a paranormal projection, basically a, a ghost. It was not a live creature. It was a ghost that people would see under the right or wrong conditions. Yeah. And he had a lot of experience in exorcisms because he was a, a reverend and uh, was very interested in the ideas of black magic and witchcraft. So he thought that he himself was uniquely uniquely qualified to exercise the lake. A couple of years prior to deciding this, he had actually seen the Loch Ness Monster, or well, the Loch Long Monster. There's a lake... Uh, a few miles south of Loch Ness that it apparently also has a lake monster. Oh. So it would be the Loch Long monster. That's interesting. And he had had an encounter with a, I guess it would be a fjord monster in Norway. In the, uh, the fjord of the trolls in Norway. Adorable. <laughs> Doesn't sound adorable at all. Uh, yeah. Sounds perilous no, at best. No, like the little, uh, like the little cute. Neon haired guys? Neon haired trolls. I don't think it's that kind. I think it's the, the Tumtaguba me- kind. Ooh, they're meaner. <laughs> they're madder. They're I bigger. I never figured out if that's a real thing or not. And Tumtaguba! It's, it's, and it's Swedish, not Norwegian. But you Well, know. you're close. Yeah. They got fjords too. So he, he thought that the paranormal lake monsters couldn't physically harm people, but that they were out for your souls. That sounds like a different kind of harm. Because when he saw the lake monster at Loch Long, it swam up to his boat and he yelled about, God, the power of Christ compels you to dive. Away. <laughs> and, and it, it went away? And it turned before it ran into his boat. Mm. So he came to the conclusion that it was a ghost just trying to freak him out. Or like maybe it was just an atheist monster and didn't want to hear that shit. Right, right. <laughs> that, it was like the equivalent of the like he was the Jehovah's Witness coming to the lake monster's house by and, like driving his boat out into yeah. the, the house it's like and, fam now soliciting and, and I'm out of here and he <laughs> was private like, property bro <laughs> turn the lights off turn the TV off yeah yeah no soliciting my lake it's it's interesting <laughs> it's interesting that there is a recurring religious bent to it though yeah I mean it could also be that I'm just like you know cherry picking two stories across hundreds of years and making it seem like there's an arc there but I mean yes and no it happened at least twice. Yes. Yeah. So Donnie recruits a guy named Ted Holiday because you need a an, an assistant for a proper exorcism. You can't go alone. And and you got to get a guy whose name is Teddy Holiday. Yeah. Teddy yeah. Holiday and Donnie Osmond. <laughs> Teddy went, Holiday went to exercise the lake. The monsters. traveling exorcism <laughs> show. <the> new EP. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So Ted agreed with Don's assessment that they were some sort of spectral, uh, soul-eating, dementor ghosts. And he also thought, however, that they were related to UFOs as well. And there have been some weird UFO sightings around Loch Ness over the years, including um, one in which a guy saw three alien, like, scuba divers near the lake. Oh. So he was walking, a guy named Jan Ove Sunderberg. Killer. Was walking through the woods uh, around the lake at about 9 a.m. one morning. And he comes up to a clearing and he sees a UFO parked in the clearing. And he described it as being shaped like a giant iron. Like okay. The, you know, like iron your clothes. Yeah, yeah, that kind. And except it was about 30 feet long. 
And they as are. he's walking up to it, he sees these three creatures come out of the woods towards the, the UFO. They were roughly human-sized and shaped, and they were wearing what he described as stuff that looked like diving gear. And then he watched them get back into the UFO, and the UFO took off vertically from the clearing until it was about 60 feet in the air and then shot off. What year was this? 71. Hmm. I mean, people have been looking for this thing for a really long time. Yeah. Also, I'm sure there are lots of people willing to like tell weird stories about Loch Ness. Yeah. Because we'll talk about them on our podcast. We'll talk about them on our podcast. Um, so Ted was interested in exercising the UFOs in addition to the lake monsters. Got is, it. Is the point. Got it. Teddy, Teddy hates UFOs. Donnie Ooh. hates lake monsters. We don't like either of them. These guys are no fun. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> they both love Jesus. And that's probably part of why they don't like those other things. Right. They well, feel they're, like they're, they're demon-powered. Demon- yeah, say demonic uh, in nature. Yeah. They're mm. not anti-gravity craft. They're just demon-powered. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So they go out there, and their plan was to do several exorcisms because it's such a big area. They were going to do several at various points around the lake and then take a boat out to the very center of the lake to exercise the lake itself. And on the last one, that dinosaur is just going to rocket out of the bottom of the lake and fly into the sky. (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh, go ahead. So uh, Donnie was, was the lead exorcist on this. And he commanded, starting on the shore, he commanded all of the evil to leave the lake in the name of God and the paranormal monsters to be banished to their own realm. And then he had a bunch of holy water with him and he would throw it on the ground or into the lake at whatever point he was at. Just trying to balance it out. Mm -hmm. Get the pH right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's too evil up in this piece. (laughs) And they, they repeated this at several points around the edge of the lake and then took a little boat out to the middle of the lake. But by the time that they had done all the exorcisms around the lake and head out to the middle of the lake, it was dark. Perfect. They're not very good at planning. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Now that's the best time to exercise the lake. That's, that's yeah. the safest time to be in the middle of a giant lake. Yeah. By right. yourself. Right. In like a little boat. Also, what year was it? 1973. Yeah, you're just on your own. Yeah, you out don't. There. You're, yep. you're not calling. You're not calling anybody to <laughs> no. be like, "Oh shit, we're drowning." So, question that's sort of related. Why can't you do exorcisms during the day? It wouldn't be as cool. It's I the mean, point to be cool. I, I don't know. It was, to, like, that was just a stupid demons. ass response. It's, uh, it's demons probably, sleep all day. Yes. <laughs> demons are nocturnal. Yeah, they just stay up late doing or, demon shit. Or it's like, <laughs> you know. You know, possessing and haunting and such. Or it's the other it's the other way around that uh that if they're not sleeping all day, they're awake all day. So you wanna like you only want to start oh, an exercise at night when they're tuckered out. Yeah. Like they've been doing all their demonizing all day long and they're ready for a nap, <laughs> and that's when you come knock on their door and say, Hey, get the fuck out. <laughs> you know, you gotta like really fuck they're like oh, Or is right. it like you have to sneak you gotta sneak <laughs> I'm up tired. on them? Right, there you go. You got to sneak up on the demon. Because during the day, they would have seen the boat coming and they would have just toppled it over with their demon powers. Right. So wait, they have all these powers, but they don't have night vision? Or like, they're not able to sense that you're going to come oh, fuck man, with them at they're night? They're not X-Men, Dan. <laughs> they're demon-powered plesiosaur beasts. God. Right. Fine. Yeah. I'll just... He's still basically just a dinosaur not at the end of the day. Cyclops too. If you don't move, he can't see you. <laughs> all right. So what happens next? Uh, They go out to the middle of the lake, and they're in the middle of the lake, and uh, Teddy, Teddy Holiday, begins feeling very uneasy about the whole thing. Oh, you think? And he described it, because, yeah, mostly because he's in a boat in the dark in the middle of a giant lake, but he described it as though they had set something in motion that was no longer in their control. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, as they're going out in the boat, The wind picks up to the point where there are like large white caps on the lake. And the men described feeling, quote, a distinct air of menace. And uh, they all began reading their their anti-monster prayers on the on the way out to the the middle of the lake. I'm going to walk into a room someday and just be like, hmm, I sense a deep air of menace here. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then just start commanding all the dinosaurs to leave. <laughs> Get thee out, dino! Get thee fuck from round of this lake. Uh, they then pour the last of their holy water, oh fuck, into the lake. And as soon as this happens... Should have drank it. <laughs> right? Should have drank it. You can't be out in the middle of the lake with no holy water left. Nah. That seems like a huge oversight. Nah. And as soon as he pours the last of the holy water into the lake, the Reverend uh, Donnie became very pale and weak and collapsed in the boat. Jump, jump, jump. So they have to navigate back to the shore. And when they got there, Donnie could barely walk and had to be helped back to wherever they were staying, like by by uh, Teddy. He had to basically carry him back. I mean. I, I think, you know, 12 exorcism in a day is way beyond quota. Like, he was probably tuckered, too. Saying. It's a lot of work Even exercising all demons beating. all day. Yeah. Right. So the next day, Ted decides to go back down to the lake. And as he's walking up to the lake, he sees, oh, this there are uh, men in black involved in this story also. I don't know if I said that earlier. Yeah, those you guys. Did. You okay. did. You Good. mentioned that Good. they were tangentially related. Oh, they're directly related. Ooh. I misspoke. The next day, Teddy goes back down to the lake, and as he's walking up, he sees a man wearing all black, but not like a black suit. He was wearing what appeared to be black plastic. <laughs> His hands were covered in some sort of black fabric. He was wearing a black helmet that was not square. It was round. Okay. And uh, he might have been the fighter pilot, or the TIE fighter guy from Skinwalker, though. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, and under the helmet, the he tall had- one. <laughs> Yes. Under the helmet, he had black goggles, and his mouth was covered by some sort of black cloth. The fuck? Right? <laughs> He's just standing by the lake. And Teddy comes up with a brilliant plan that he's going to, because he sees this guy, but the guy doesn't see him yet. Mm. So he decides that he's going to walk near him. Push him in. And then fall. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to pretend to trip and fall, and then reach out to the guy for help. Because he needs to determine... If he's a real person or some sort of like demon ghost person. Oh, got it. I think another. Uh, so he's going to go trust fall the demon. And if he catches him, it's a dude. If he falls through him, demon. Got it. I think another way to do that would just be like, hey. <laughs> but then he gives away his position. Well, Whoa, do you not gonna, give away your position by falling directly fall in front him. of somebody or into somebody? <laughs> you guys are sharp. That was a, that was a test. Reverend Reverend Downey Osmond. That's a shit plan, dude. <laughs> yeah, Ted, Ted's not very good at planning. Oh, this is, I'm sorry. They went this out, is I mean, Theodore. it should be obvious by now. They went out in the lake in the middle of the night. They ran out of holy water. Ted's just going up yeah. and trust falling TIE fighter pilot demons. Yeah, if you didn't bring snacks. Yeah. <laughs> they oh got no snacks. <laughs> That's why he fell over. His blood sugar was low. Yeah, man. bring just a fucking to, granola bar, bro. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> So as soon as he has this thought, his dumbass trust fall plan, as soon as he thinks this, <laughs> the man disappeared, quote, amongst the sound of whistling and unintelligible whispering. Oh. And in black. It's a ghost man. He was a ghost man of the in wind. black. Yeah. Was he, well, so what, he was just looking out to be like, did you guys get rid of Nessie? We liked Nessie. Well, Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he was like the protector of... Oh, Jesus. Breaking stuff. Maybe he was like the protector of of the demons. Okay. Or maybe the demons, since they were banished from the lake, had to take on a different form. And now they were this weird robot ghost guy. I, all right. <laughs> I don't have answers, Ryan. No, I I get it. What is this? What book is this coming from? This story? Oh, that's a great question. This is uh, this is from a, a compilation of Loch Ness stories by Nick Redfern, uh, author of Chupacabra Road Trip. I've seen that movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> called Nessie. I only saw the third one. It had Tom Green in it <laughs> and Seth Green. Oh man. Uh, Nessie Exploring the Supernatural Origins of the Loch Ness Monster by Nick Redfern. Dive into the dark and turbulent domain of Nessie, the world's most supernatural monster. It's like some shit I would have bought at the little book fair in elementary school back in the day. You know what, Dan? I can see, I can see how people... Uh, what? I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying I've been about that life, bro. <laughs> I've been buying Nessie books since I was in kindergarten. Since I could breathe. Uh... <laughs> 
I could see how this story becomes one that evolves heavily into the supernatural because you have a pretty long timeline of reports. You have semi-similar but varied versions of the reports, like different eyewitness sightings claiming similar things, different things. Some are as basic as like big dark shapes in the water. And then I would imagine, I mean, the hunt has been happening for so long going like going as far as people doing full sonar scans of the entire lake bottom yeah. for months and months and months at a time. Did you see that? Uh, I, I came across um, Robert Rines. Have you heard about this guy? No. Is he the old guy that does this, the solo sonar missions? Uh, I watched something about that guy today. I don't no, remember his name, though. No, Robert is uh, unfortunately no longer with us. Uh, but right, Bob. Yeah, he, he was originally from... Uh, from Boston and he was an inventor and he invented a bunch of different sonar and like radar related technologies and held patents for some crazy number of them. Okay. And he basically got smitten by the whole Loch Ness monster story and moved to Loch Ness and basically spent a significant chunk of his elder years on a hunt with people running a boat all around the lake and all kinds of sensors and robots and some mini submarine drivers robots? and yeah, like little robotic things that can go down and like scoop up oh. chunks of his, his belief was uh, less in the supernatural and more that the reason that no one's seen evidence lately is because Nessie died. So he uh. thinks that, in the last hundred years, when the sighting started in 33, whatever, he was like, no, I think Nessie's dead, and there is a carcass of some massive animal somewhere on the bottom of the lake, and what? he wanted to try to find it using sonar. Mm, okay. So that leads me to a question that I wanted to ask earlier. Yes. There can't just be one of them if it's an actual creature. Why? Because animals don't live that long. This thing is 1,500 years old? I mean, right. So how many would there have to be to have, a, like, a sustainable population? It's got to be, like, a dozen at least? What's a, what's a breeding population for dinosaurs? <laughs> I, wouldn't there have been a report at some point of seeing more than one of them together? That's what I'm well, saying. there like have the, been, actually. What? what? So there's... Show um, us what you got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... There's so many sightings that I'm actually not going to be able to point to the name of the specific one, but one of the um, one of the actual footages taken uh, is from like an overhead view around Loch Ness, and there are two it's below water, but two separate moving dark objects that are about like 30 yards away from each other, both traveling in the same direction. Um, man, I wish I could point to which one specifically that is right now. Has anyone tried uh, just flying some drones around over the lake yet? Um, one guy tried to. I'm not so sure about how this uh, plan was hatched, but he did more of like a boat drone that had a rotating camera, and it rotated in a way so that like it basically tried to recognize the horizon, and if anything broke the horizon, it would trigger a an alert off of it. Thinking okay. that if he sends it out in the middle of the lake and lets it spin in circles all day long, if some if it catches something that breaks the the plane of the lake, that that would be a way to detect. Um, but not I haven't and seen anything about that didn't work drones out. overhead. No, not uh, mm -hmm. no 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 proof of the Loch Ness monster from that but technique. You would think okay, uh, whatever the minimum number of animals needed to maintain a, a population is. Yes. If there are, let's say, a dozen even of this giant 30-foot-long animal living in a 20-mile-long lake... You're saying it'd be seen all the time? Wouldn't it? I mean, with with Or that, have some measurable effects on the ecosystem there? Yeah, like what are those things that eat? Right. I mean, Loch Ness is full of, like, brown lake trout and salmon and a bunch of stuff. I mean, I don't know, you... 
it's not like there aren't food sources in the lake, like natural ones. And then it would also mean that they're dying every so often. Right, and that they should wash ashore or sink to the bottom and be found in the sonar. I mean, like, th- this Bob Rhines dude, he he literally mapped the entire bottom of the lake using a grid system drone that went up and down, left and right, all the way down the lake for, it was months, it was like six months, and they mapped the entire bottom, and then they found some hundred sites that were showed sort of lake floor anomalies, and then that's what they did with the little scooper robots with flashlights on them. They went to each of those supposed potential sites of something having like landed at the bottom and started investigating them one by one. And I think they and either none ran of them out were of dinosaurs. Well, I think they either ran out of time or money, and I'm not sure which one happened first. Because he passed, time? Well, oh, he passed he away died. in 2008, got it, got and it was his project. So I'm not sure which one happened, and if anyone continued or is continuing the work but i mean i guess what i'm trying to say is the hunt for this thing has been going for so long and i understand your point if there were 10 or 12 or 20 of these things in a 20 mile lake and everyone in this folklore is hunting for it like for hundreds of years for hundreds of years how how have they never since the 30s at least the other theory i read to answer your question is that through uh, through some sort of mountainous tunnel water system that these are deep sea creatures that actually could come and go, and which is part of the reason why the there hasn't been evidence found that potentially... It's a freshwater lake, though, right? Yes. How far so, is it, like, from the ocean, though? Like, how far is the coast? Not very. It's pretty close. Well, what's pretty close, though? Like, I mean, 20 minutes, it's, 5 miles... <laughs> You know? How fast do dinosaurs swim? <laughs> uh, how fast do dinosaurs swim? Yeah. yeah, that's the real question here. What's uh? Because so if they're going back and forth, um, as far as we know, there aren't any animals that can do that, right? Exist in fresh and salt water. Um, aren't there some dolphins that can do that? There are freshwater dolphins, but I don't think they can go back and forth. I think there are some dolphins in the Amazon that have evolved to live in fresh water that probably at one time didn't. But I don't think if you threw them out in the ocean, they would survive. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if there's anything in the world that's that can do both. But there's a lot of shit we don't know about the ocean, so that's a very real possibility. Well, and so that's the other thing that, like... You I know, know you hate that, but it's yeah, true. Yeah, it's true. Right. I just, I, I hate answering questions with another uncertainty. Yeah. Okay. So what is that? Ryan's showing us a map of the distance from Loch Ness to the coast. What is that actual distance? Do we know? Um. So. It looks like it's about tens of miles, maybe. Just 10, like 10 maybe miles? a little less than oh. 10. Okay. That is pretty I guess dinosaur close. could probably swim 10 miles and, pretty easily. And there's also water, like what that appears to be channels and lakes in between. So... You know, but you're saying it's some sort of underground channel that connects them because there's no surface level connection. Um, right? I don't. I don't know if there is no or if it's no in that it's too small of a tributary or whatever for it to be a legitimate way for it to have traveled through. Does that mean that there are also lake monsters in the Great Lakes in the U.S.? I mean, is there a Lake Superior monster that's sure. actually connected to the ocean for at some sure. point? Right? For sure, there yeah. is. There, that channel's still open? There's a bunch yeah, of them. That's, yeah, that's, for sure. That's how Duluth that's exists is the, the shipping industry. Yeah. So and They take iron ore all the way to Russia and all kinds of crazy places out of Duluth. So, yes, we have sea monsters in, in the Hopefully. Great Lakes. I mean, there there's a bunch of... I, I think we should do a local episode all about stuff up there at some point because there's some really great Lake Superior UFO stories and Lake Superior... Monster stories, and like ships disappearing and shit like that. Ships yeah. disappearing or going down for no reason. It'd be a fun one. I don't know. I I think like you know, I, I just have a really hard time with the like. It's an actual animal that somehow in a hundred years of actively looking for it, we wouldn't find. Yeah, angle. Yeah, that seems really unlikely to me. And, and I feel like it's it's more it's it's harder for me to stomach, largely because. Like, yes, Loch Ness is a big lake, but it is a centralized location. 
you know, and there has been scrutiny on that one centralized location for an extended period of time. Maybe one thing if it was like, this is a terrible example, but like, but here we go. <laughs> yeah. But like people, but we have low standards here, but we have low standards. No, uh, you know, like people say, well, Bigfoot could exist in the forests of all these, you know, giant national forests. And we don't, we haven't fully explored a lot of the, those areas and like all that area is transient, et cetera. But with Loch Ness, it's just a super refined specific location where this thing should or could or would exist. Right. Unless they're swimming through underwater channels or being right. summoned from another dimension. Or just like getting out and walking around on the ground. Well, yeah. that too. Turning into road monsters. Of that too. too. Although yeah. I do think, you know, there's, I don't know, there's something to be said for what you said, Dan, which is the, the how little we understand about the oceans. I, I don't know. I, I think there, there's something to be said for, you know, we, I think we talk a lot about just because there's no immediately logical way for us to understand how something could happen doesn't mean that there are not logical ways for something to have happened. We just don't know what they are. And I get your point, Spencer, like answering a question with the question is not great. But I also think that there is something to be said for that, especially as it relates to water type shit where we're just like the vastness of it all is so incredible. Yes, except that we're not talking about the oceans. But we were talking about the potential of them going between Which Loch Ness is total and, speculation, and though. The, we don't have any actual ocean. evidence of that, right? Oh, no. Well, there is, there is some evidence that Loch Ness was originally connected to the ocean and that as the glaciers receded, that the land sort of paired itself away. Because you can see how the kind of the fingers of the ocean turn into lakes as you get closer into all but, around the But then, that, then we're back mainland. to that would have been thousands of years ago. Sure. And there would have to be enough in that one location to sustain a population. Yeah, but also think about the sophistication of techniques that we've been using to research these things. Like that, a lot of that stuff hasn't happened until the last 30 years. You know, we didn't have, we didn't have real like in-depth sonar mapping stuff in the last 50 years. Right, but now we have done it and still haven't found anything. And if, sure. if, if we're going with that theory, there would have to be at least a few of them in the lake. I mean, it just seems unlikely that if we're sonar mapping the entire lake, you wouldn't come across any. Yeah, I don't disagree with you for sure. Like they're all just like on to them and they're just hiding well, in like one corner. They're like, oh, they're mapping this shit this week. Just Let's get right. out of here. They just <laughs> yeah. all follow the boat in a single file line. <laughs> <laughs> Not That'd today, awesome. Satan. Not today. Show you fuckers. I, Waste to, six months of your life out here. <laughs> <laughs> to your point, Dan, like we didn't have about the oceans being giant and not knowing what's going on out there. Sure. The first time a giant squid was ever confirmed to exist was 2013. Yeah, that's what's up. That's crazy. That Holy is crazy. Shit. And those things are big as fuck. Is that not something there was like stories of over oh, the years? Oh, yeah. but, but there wasn't proof of until... It hadn't been okay. documented and like filmed. Like with film. So you're yeah, saying yeah. there's a chance. Well, right. But the scale... <laughs> Of the ocean versus a 24-mile-long lake are obviously very different. Right. But. That's that's a pretty big fucking lake, too. Yeah. I mean, also, I mean, 800 feet deep, like, I don't know, does, does it's, it's Bob. It's got to be really strong if they're down there. What do you mean? To not get crushed. That's got to be a strong fucking dino. Oh, to be able to swim that low? Yeah. That's a lot of fine. pressure. You can do that. Can't whales do that? Yeah, but whales are fucking strong. You ever seen one? Yeah, but yes. I would I would imagine a, a 45-foot-long plesiosaur the size of a fucking bus would be pretty strong, too. But it can also get out and run around on land? Wouldn't it be like... Well, no, that was a long time ago. It can't run on land anymore. Oh. I don't know. If it's swimming around at 800 feet and then it comes up, wouldn't it explode or something? Well, That's where other bodies went. They just exploded. <laughs> When they get old, they just swim up to the surface and explode. Oh, oh my yeah. God. That'd be like the coolest Viking funeral ever, man. That's how you just float up until you burst into a million pieces. Yeah. They're like Mad Mike Hughes' balloon that he's going to launch his rocket from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Wait, what? That guy's still talking that shit? No, he, he did that shit. He finally launched his rocket this week. What? Or over the weekend. Damn it. Yeah. He yeah. got up to 1,800 feet, Dan. That's not that much. That's almost a third of a mile. <laughs> 
whatever. I can probably do that. I'm gonna rocket battle this dude. My, my vertical is gonna be more than that pretty soon. Yeah. Well, that solves the poll of whether uh, you're gonna dunk before he buys his ticket. Yeah. yeah. I, all I saw was just like a like little delta thing on the screen. I didn't actually see it up true, close. True. So Did you post it? None of y'all had any fucking redact, faith. Redact that shit and put it in the Facebook group. None of y'all had any fucking faith. You thought Spencer was gonna get a. 14 inch vertical increase in six weeks. We were we were all ready to do a is it trash episode about Ryan Copperwood live from Denver. <laughs> uh, Short answer, yes. <laughs> super. Uh-huh. Super trash. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I got this. I locked it in. I locked it down. We're going. It's real. All right. We out of here. Dan. Yeah. See you in Colorado. <laughs> okay. I'll see you before then too. But okay. we're fucking That's going. Like- a month right. and a half from now. I, I know. That's what I'm saying. Ryan, we're going to Area 51 in three days. Okay. Two guys, days. it's Two happening. Days. Oh, yeah. Speaking of if you want us to, well, no, you guys are going to be like, drive on there, see what happens. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of if you want no. us to answer anything. Yeah, hell Don't no. Do I'm that. not doing that shit. Yeah, no, we're not going to get killed or kidnapped by aliens or Bob Lazar or anything. I, I really supremely hope not. Um, we're going to we're going to Area 51. We'll be there on Thursday. Thursday. That's like tomorrow for some of you. Or today or <sighs> Three days ago, who knows? Or in three years, if you're just discovering our podcast for the first time and you're going through the bag catalog. Happy 2021. Happy 2021, person. (laughs) I hope we're all discovering our show for the first time. Um, Yeah, we'll give you guys some Area 51 updates next week. Hell yeah, we will. And if you're in Las Vegas and want to like hang out with us, we'll be there. Tweet at us, and we'll probably be down to do that. Uh, At What If Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm sure we'll document a whole bunch of our Area 51 journey on there as well. So we out of here. See ya. Love y'all. See you next week. We'll be back next week with another episode of the What If Podcast. Learn more at www.whatifpodcast.com. Look, what am I hearing? We thought you'd never ask. Talking plesiosaurs all on the podcast. Spencer and Brian delivering hot takes. Asking what if a dinosaur done lived in a lake? The chances aren't high, but we sure are. And you gotta dunk first before you reach to the stars. But this is just a song. I ain't talking time to long. Only got one request. Share the show with your mom. She's probably a nice lady. She made a cool baby that turned into a person who listens to us lately. And that's you and goddamn that shit's cool. We love y'all for laughing with us about the weird news like whoa billy a whoa betty got a new mascot she's pretty your name's nessie whoa billy a whoa betty we got a new mascot she's pretty your name's nessie